Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle. And today, I'm talking about I think a topic that uh, it may, it's going to bring up some stuff for you, and yet it's information you really, really, really want to be aware of. It's, are you teaching your children to be poor? And I am broadcasting live on Facebook right now. If you're jumping on Facebook, say hi. And uh, you've recently seen that I've launched, uh, launched a new online course called the 30-Day Money Cure. So I'm, I'm broadcasting today in... We're in the launch phase of this course, and so I wanted to support that with this conversation today here on the podcast to help you understand how generational the issues are that you deal with when it comes to your struggles with money, that they're not, you're not the original author of them, that you actually inherited a lot of uh, emotional tendencies and thought patterns when it comes to money, even at a subconscious level, and then you were modeled certain uh, you, your parents modeled their relationship with money, which then became quite often your relationship with money because you were subjected to this internal programming and then the modeling of that programming and the behavior. And it's very likely that you're setting your children up with the same scenario. So this keeps cycling through your family system until somebody wakes up enough to go, I got to stop this because I want to create something different when it comes to my experience with money. And so I'll just briefly introduce you to this concept I do have in the money cure, which you can, I start with my quiz, the um, caroltuttle.com slash money quiz. And if you're listening to, to this broadcast further on down the line after we launched and uh, the launch is closed on this course, uh, intend that you'll get some good takeaways because Currently, we do not have plans to uh, market this after the purchasing window closes on April 13th. And good chance we will release it again next year, but that won't happen again this year. It's not on our calendar to uh, release this. It's a 30-day immersion experience to shift your energy with money, both your beliefs, your emotional patterns, and to physically shift your physical vibration when it comes to what you create with money. So that is going to be very exciting because what's going to happen is you're going to shift this for your posterity because when you make this change, you change it for your children. And then you start to teach them what you're learning because you're going to approach it very differently than what you have been. We tend to um, use money quite a bit and, you know, you have to earn it, you have to deserve it. There's this moral connection to money that, you know, if you're valuable, if you do the right thing, if you earn it, you'll have it. And I want you to break free of that. In fact, I produced a bonus piece for the course content on how to raise financially abundant children. And for those of you that are, uh, most of you know about energy profiling and you either know your type or you're in the process of discovering your type, 
I have fresh new content on the four types and their money experience that I call your money profile. And knowing that about your child and knowing their, how their natural tendencies can be supported when it comes to their experience with money and the relationship they create with money will be a great asset. And I love that we use words that we, we use words in both personal development and in the financial space. Asset is one of them. It's a great asset to you to understand this so you don't shut down and stifle your child's connection with money early on so they're now having to take my course in 20 years <laughs> or 10 because they didn't create their the energetic flow. We've, we've created money to be hard for, uh, for a very long time and that comes from historically the cultural position of money. Our ancestors didn't have uh, currency in the way we now experience currency. If we go deep enough back, it's not that too ma- it's not too many generations ago that they everything wasn't built on an uh, economic model of money being the primary exchange energy. There are a lot of other ways people acquired things through bartering, through exchange of goods, services. So money is our primary exchange of energy now and it's not going to it is that way I believe it's a big lesson for us to learn to accept money and love it and to come at come into ease and grace with it rather than to struggle with it it's a big teacher a lot of times it rolls people in the more conscious thought movement and becoming more aware because they're tired of struggling when it comes to money and so you're going to be able to shift this for yourself and your children and historically uh Money was acquired by people with a hierarchical uh, position in the culture where people with the most power had the most money and the rest of the people had to, they were taxed. And so a little bit of that's still going on. <laughs> Hopefully that's shifting. We won't get into that. I don't have political uh, conversations in my space. Lots and lots of other channels to go do that. Doesn't mean I don't care. It means I choose to stay focused on the work I can contribute and make a difference with, which is my body of work. So the, um, that uh, sense of going without was very prevalent in the common person's experience. So when money was then brought as the primary means of exchange, going without money became what uh, the mainstream consciousness adapted to, to say that's the common experience, having, not having enough. Well, that can change now. That can change dramatically. You are free to create whatever you want now with your experience with me, and you're free to teach children to be prosperous and to be financially abundant from the go. Now, if you have the belief that you need to go without, it's good to suffer, it's good to, it's good to have lack in your early adult years because you're a better person because of it, uh, and if you have this sense of, I, you know, what, my children are financially abundant in their 20s? That's not right. They need to go without. They need to learn that lessons. Well, why, why not make money something that supports them from the go? Now I, I took this upon myself to teach my children in their grade school and uh, teen years, what it meant to be, what, what do you think if you have financial abundance, how do you train your mind? How do you what kind of thought process do you have? What's your emotional experience when it comes to money to be financially abundant? I taught my children how to, to have emotional, um, high vibrations to be, uh, in a high energetic state, in, in uh, the high vibrations of emotion. What's it like in your behavior 
when it comes to money and your practice with that? And what's it like to be grounded in this in your physical body? And they've all been willing to learn this and, and that's a lifestyle for them. So I've been able to see my children have that ease with money as I took, I stopped positioning it as a moral factor in their life. So you're going to learn more about that in the 30-day money cure. I just wanted you to take a look at this in your life right now. Are you teaching your children to be poor? And how are you doing that with the way you talk about money? Do you tell them when they want something is your go-to phrase to, to have to deal with their nagging you at the grocery store? I want this. And they whine and fuss and say, look, we can't afford it. There's other ways to deal with that without agreeing with them. And, and that, that, that's a easy go-to, but it's dysfunctional in the sense that it's really not accurate. You know, maybe, yeah, it's maybe not in the budget. Maybe it's not, maybe there's truth to the fact that you prefer not to purchase it because it's not something you're choosing right now, but realistically you probably could afford it. And there's other ways to respond to children in a way that says not now, and uh, good for you to want stuff. Good. You know, that became my go-to. I teach this in my book, Remembering Wholeness. My daughter, Anne, had a strong desire for wanting. And I realized children are born wanting. We're all born wanting. We're wanting love. We're wanting nourishment. We're wanting support. We can't survive on this planet without wanting our most basic needs to be met. And the uh, Maslow's Laws, those physical needs are the priority as infancy, but we want to have that. We want it. We need it. We want it. So need and want are one and the same almost in the most early years of our life. And so uh, we have had generations of shutting down children's wants. And then we're, we grow up to then think wanting something that's not a need is somehow a negative. So I realized that with my daughter, Anne, when she was in grade school, that I was crushing her wants. The spirit actually conveyed that to me very, very clearly. You're crushing her wants. It's okay to want things. It's okay to want experiences, to want to own certain things. That's a good thing. We came here to experience this physical world. And so I was told, stop crushing her wants. I said, well, what am I supposed to say? Because I'm not going to necessarily support that right now. And I was told, say, good for you to want things good for you to want to explore this experience. If that's meant to happen for you, it'll be fun to see when and how it will show up. I might be a part of that equation. I might not. See, that's the beauty of it. We think we have to be in the formula when it comes to what our children want. We not. They're powerful. Let's see how the powers of the universe, the, the mechanisms of creation uh, set things into motion to allow that to manifest for them. What a great opportunity for to witness power we have as creators and to teach children that. So just check out where you at. Go to the Money Cure. Uh, go to caroltuttle.com slash money quiz and see where you're at with that if you've not already taken that. So you can check in and recognize if you're scoring, I'd probably say 70 and below. 70 is a pretty high score, but only 50 and below, you are teaching your children to be poor and that you have to go without, that you just have to accept that there's a lack of money in your life and do the best you can. And so that uh, will support you. And you're going to, I have some free videos that you can actually watch right after you take the quiz. And that's going to enroll you immediately in getting some answers. And it's going to help you make some shifts even before the course even starts or choose to sign up for it or not. 
The thing to know, though, is there is a closing date on the course enrollment. It is April 13th. At the time of broadcast, it's April 3rd. So check that out. I'm going to keep going here as I sign off from Facebook. I'm going to answer. I am open right now for live callers, and it's a great opportunity to talk to me at 347-677-1963. Press one on your phone when you dial in. I'd love to support you today, and I'd love to hear your success story as well. If you don't have a question, uh, great. I'm glad my information's helped you, and uh, I'm ha- I'd be happy to help you as well. The question I'm going to take first came in from a listener. My type and daughter is seven years old and doesn't like to try new activities. She loves to dance and has a lot of talent for it, but has extremely difficult time going into class even when she has friends in the class. I try to push her because I don't want her to miss out or shortchange herself, but her crying and clinging to me can become embarrassing. I try to prepare her ahead of time, but I still need help. This is from a type two mom. So we'll get to that question in yours as well. Call me at 347-677-1963. Press one on your phone to connect. And then you can keep listening by clicking on the link in the top. You can listen by calling in and click on that link where you can keep listening to today's podcast. They've got some really good questions to answer and we'll see you on the podcast. Thanks for watching on Facebook. So my sense is with this little type one daughter, she's only seven. Your motive is a mom. I want you to look at her motive. Your motive is, and this is always, why are you wanting, who's leading the motivation here? Is the child? Is it the child's draw? their motivation and now you're supporting them no it's your motivation that's more potent in this scenario than your daughter's you're pulling her into this see because you lead you have the stronger desire for this based on your comment i don't want her to miss out or shortchange herself well she's seven years old i think you don't have to worry about that and the fact that it's not being led by her and this can happen to type one children probably more easily than others because they're willing to adapt and they're willing and adaptability please you, to make you happy. I want my mom to be happy, so I'm going to try and do this. Just that energetic arrangement itself is going to keep her from having the experience that will support her because she's first drawn to it and you support. So the energy starts with her and she's drawn to this. She wants to try this out. That It's backwards. It needs to be flipped you're leading the uh, the decision to be a part of these because of your desire, thinking she'll miss out. She's only seven. There, you know, Maybe she'd rather just come home. She goes to school all day. She needs freedom. More organized events can be just too confining for a type one. They need free playtime. If you were to track in a week's time, how much time does she have for completely free, creative, imaginative, expression of herself without you know just say it's your time you got you got two hours how do you want to use it you're really every type of child needs that opportunity to be able to nurture their own creative expression of self true to their type type ones especially do the fact that uh, too much structure can feel very confining and overwhelming and it just feels heavy and a lack of freedom so Consider all of those things in your assessment of what needs to shift here, and I believe it will. And come into the experience of what 
extracurricular things is she drawn to? Let her guide you in defining what that looks like. Okay? Success story that came in. I love success story. Victory. My nine-month-old type one has started getting fussy during the day. I couldn't figure out why. Most days we hang around the house, but today I had several errands to run. I was worried it would mess up his nap and make him extra grumpy. Instead, he was happier than ever. Got to get out and see so many different people. As a type 2 mama, I need to remember to let him go out and interact with the world socially. And of course, a nine-month-old is dependent on a parent creating that experience. They can't do it without you at this point in their development. So good for you to support him in that variety of life and that being able to connect with the experience of other people in the world. But congratulations on setting yourself up with that. Another question, my three-year-old son is a type three. He has been biting and hitting children in preschool. Most of the time he's amazing, but if he feels threatened or kids, threatened kids or us aren't listening, he lashes out. This happens about once a week at school. Help, I'm trying to do things with him to help get energy out. Gymnastics, et cetera, but I need more help. He has a one-year-old baby sister, and this started around the time she was born. The issue here isn't necessarily getting his energy out. There could be some the um, connection there, but you gave yourself the key. The connection was he doesn't feel he's being heard. Type ones get louder, more intense, and, and demanding when they don't feel they're being heard. And so make it a practice to really stop what you're doing. If you're a type three mom, which in your notes you tell me, you're mostly moving around while he's trying to really secure your listening ear, really sound your attention with him. Stop what you're doing. You don't have to sit down with this child necessarily, but look in the mirror and hear him. He, that reflective listening is a good skill. And you're saying is, this is what you want mommy to know. Uh, tune into this child. Really tune into him. And consider the possibility that your ability to support him in that will correct the issue at school. That you're really tuning into him. So pay attention to that. See if that helps you. And uh, got some live callers. Let's say bring them on in a moment. So we'll get to our, we got one right now. We've got Leslie on the line. Hello. Good to have you. You're a type two mom. Hang on just a second. Flip back to the mute button. Got you again. You're a type son. This is for type three daughters, six years old, a type two daughters, five years old. How do you raise children to type um, when you have three different types, I guess, or, you know, it's common for a lot of people to have all four types without losing yourself. So I, re- I see we've read the child whisper. Is that correct? Yes. And uh, what are your, what's the issue? Like, where are you attempting this right now? What, like, explain to me the scenario a little bit more that you're concerned about. You either feel like you're losing your sense of self or you might. Uh, what, is, what do you mean by that? Explain that more. Well, and I guess it's not so much with my children as they're growing and learning, but more with my spouse and our differences. 
Um, I believe I'm a 2-3, and my husband is a 4-3. And so we come from different backgrounds and different places. So how do you honor your true authentic self without giving up who you truly are when it comes to a spouse or children um, and find a happy medium or a happy ground and, uh, you know, in marriage it comes to compromise. Has your husband, no, it comes to, I wouldn't say compromise because that's somebody selling, you know, having to give up. It comes to um, coming to a mutually supportive agreement, which is very different than compromise. Because in compromise, somebody's having to give up their, a mutually supportive agreement says, yeah, I can, you know, this isn't that important, or I can meet you here. I can, I can come to this agreement and then we can move forward. Communication is the key. Yeah, communicate. Sit down and communicate on a weekly basis and talk about issues or concerns or successes and really give each other a chance to be heard. That's where that reflective listening comes in. You take turns and then they say, Are you, do you feel complete? And the other person's job the entire time is not to share their opinion, defend themselves, but to just listen to understand and convey back what they're hearing. So what I'm hearing you say is, so what I'm hearing you say is, you just play with that sentence over and over, and the person says, yeah, I think you understand what I'm saying. Okay, let's switch turns. Now you share with me what you're saying. And I, my job now is to listen and to listen to understand. It's tricky because um, you have this, you're psychologically, you're thinking somehow if I listen to understand, I'm agreeing. It's like now I'm just listening to understand this person's point of view and their experience. Their emotion, you know, how it makes them feel, what they think about it, their concerns. And then you come together and say, well, let's come up with some solutions. What are your suggestions? What are mine? And you're really looking for resolution. And you're not going to agree on a lot of things. Relationship is, in my opinion, one of the greatest tools of personal refinement. Of being able to stay true to yourself and learn how to be in partnering experiences. Now, if your husband's not has he studied energy profiling? Is he aware of the four types? Is he willing to have conversations around that? He is, and he hasn't really studied it on his own, but I have shared with him what I've been learning along the way. But he can't have his own opinion if, unless he studies it himself. Either listens to the child whisper, reads the book, forms his own opinion to be able to have a really um, a conversation that he can then contribute to from his point of view. He's going off your, you can't help but share things through a filter. It's all, it's, it's impossible because you have your own way of perceiving the world, which your energy type actually has quite a bit of influence over. And so if you really, if you both want to be able to show up and talk as parents about your children and come, you know, the things you agree with readily, the other things you may differ on and the backgrounds you come from, you get a chance to say, well, I don't agree with that, or uh, I feel like this is the cause and effect of what can happen with that. But don't do it when you're emotionally heated up. But if both people don't have the information they need to proceed making this, if this is a, you know, this is the foundation of the parenting for my husband and I, understanding through the energy profiling who our children are. And we can talk about it from that point of view because we're both schooled in it. So I would recommend right. if your husband's willing to, um, yeah, you got to be as a type two, you've got to put your thoughts, your feelings to word. 
that is one of the seems to be the most challenging things that type two children are not supported in. Type two children are not given the support they need because most parents don't know their children's type in the world. And so type two children just are so easily uh, more than the other type shut down. And in their adult life, they use the same tactics subconsciously to get the effort, you know, get the message sent, which can be the sort of beat around the bush ways of, I'm, I'm always telling my husband, tell me exactly what you're thinking and feeling rather than some uh, subdued sort of uh, diluted down version of it. Like, don't give me the gray stuff. Give me the black and white. I really want to know. And so that's going to depend on you to speak really honestly and in a kind way what you want and be true to yourself. Whether you know energy profiling or not, that's in everybody's relationship experience. Are you going to compromise yourself or are you going to live true to yourself? And there's ways to do it that are kind and respectful so that uh, you enroll other people in supporting you rather than teach. So it's very common that what we're doing is we're teaching people how to treat us the way we perceive the variables that are available, we, we think well, I don't, that's not available to me. So we already make the compromise in our own mind. Next caller is Mindy, who's a type one. And you hi, have Carol. a type three. Hi, Mindy. Reading your notes here. <laughs> you got a type three 11 year old. He wants to honor his type while keeping up with kids at school. Yeah. So we, give we me a little scenario on that. So we have four boys and a daughter, and he's our fourth, and uh, he's an incredible kid, very strong type three, um, our only type three out of all seven of us. So he's, he's special, um, accomplishing all kinds of things, building and always doing something. But as he's getting older, um, he's observing other kids and, and their uh, their styles at school and, and really just not um, – able to he won't remain in his type three confidence and he a lot of times will come home from school pretty downtrodden comparing himself or saying you know i need to wear my neon clothes all the time or nike um, black and white uh, when we go clothes shopping he he gets pretty frustrated if if he can't buy majority black (laughs) clothes and it's just not him it's just not him and i don't know if this is part of Growing older and and observing um, other teenagers. Well, yeah. I mean, I, between in the child whisper, I teach the developmental phases we go through, and from basically mm-hmm. he's on the threshold of the phase of twelve to eighteen, where you're needing to fit into the social environment of your um, world, and so you need to be right. accepted by your peers. You have a um, this exaggerated awareness of am I accepted or am I not? Am I fitting mm-hmm. in? Um, so, so again, those kind of cultural uh, mores and pop culture and the things that suggest, well, this is how you fit in. You do what everybody's sure. doing. And that's a great opportunity to say, I'm going to fit in by being me. I'm loved and accepted by being me. My book, Remembering Wholeness, teaches the concepts of whatever you believe you're going to create. And it's really easy to teach children this and say, well, you know, I understand 
your fear or your frustration, that'd be normal for you. And what do you want to experience? What do you want to create? What's your declaration in life to say, this is my intent and I'm going to see this happen. It has nothing to do with the clothes you wear. It has everything to do with what you right. believe about yourself. So I start, really you know, nice. teaching your children more the concepts that I teach in remembering wholeness and the power they have to affect their world in a way that says, I am loved and accepted because I believe I'm loved and acceptance, and I don't have to question that and then try and look for evidence to what the answer is. That's really, okay. really good. Yeah. The, the question is, am I loved and accepted? Well, who's going to decide that? Are you going to go with the truth that you're born with, or are you going to question it, hoping some day, you know, with that answer changing every day? Today I was loved and accepted. Today I wasn't. Because you have an answer mm. you haven't connected with the truth that the, that answer already exists. That answer was born with us. I was born loved and accepted. So right. what color do I want to wear today? It doesn't do with whether you were black or not. Right, right. He's a, he's a great kid. It's really him. funny. Let him, let, let, let him listen to my answer. I think he'll get it right yeah. away and go, I got it. It's really <laughs> Why interesting. Why do I keep creating this? He, when he was younger, he struggled with um, even sitting through church. And I realized it was it was the whole the whole way we were approaching it of sitting still and his big brother's a type four and then his second big brother's a two and then the brother above him's a one. And so and we have every type out of all four of those boys, they're all different types. And yeah. um as soon as we changed that approach and he started wearing, you know, a whole different it, even though it doesn't matter what colors he's wearing as far as his inside, I still I've noticed his whole world changing because when he's true to his type and he dresses his truth and, and um, it's, it's really been an awesome thing. Um, One more question I have about having a type three teenage son. Um, He is not into sports. It's just not as, as he's watched his big brothers, it's something that he hasn't been interested in and and that's fine. He loves to build things and robotics and art and all of those things. He's a three one. And um, as we move forward with this, he I noticed that he, he really has turned off any desire to eat um, healthy foods. I mean, he really could care less, never, never wanting <laughs> fruits or vegetables, anything. He, he pretty much eats to survive to get through a day. And I'm, I'm wondering in that type three mode, if he's just go hard, you know, eat fast, be done so he can move to the next thing. Do you have any advice as far as um, helping him, even though he's not into sports or or not necessarily one particular type of exercise yet, how as a type three I could kind of help with the health and nutrition part of that? Um, I would say children at that his age are old enough to be educated about the cause and effect of nutrition. There's a mm. lot of content out there that says you want to eat that way. Well, this is what's happening to you. This is what sugar does to your okay. body. This is. Uh, my husband, we eat a very low-carb diet, um, what's considered more keto-based, and there's a lot of health benefits for that. And we were with our grandchildren last weekend, and my type 4 grandson, who will be 10 soon, my husband was telling him about what carbs do versus fats and proteins, and he was really interested. And he started then, you know, being able to relay this to his mom to influence his food choices. He was old enough to understand this formulation of, well, 
it's not just about the taste. It's about what are the, what's this, what's this made out of, you know, and Mm. what do you want for your body? And I think, again, the standard American diet is really, really a disservice to our children, but educate them, let them start reading labels and showing, you know, there's a lot of great websites, super healthy kids teaches this hundred days of whole food, you know, enroll your family in learning this and saying, Hey, how are we doing here? You know, do your, does your child know how to read a label? What does it mean if the sugars are in double digits? You know, like if you're consuming something that has uh, high levels of sugar in it versus very low protein, um, like what's, you know, ironically, a cereal like Go Lean that's completely marketed to be a healthy choice and a bowl in a, in a cup and a half of cereal has 40 grams of carbs. That's like over the top mm. for carbs. It's just like, that's not healthy, guys. <laughs> it's just way too much. Right. So to me, that would be really good. Want to, they want, you want to influence your children in healthy food choices and educate them to what that looks like. So their knowledge influences choices, and uh, there's just so much great information. There's so many bloggers. My two go-to, Super Healthy Kids is one, and 100 Days of Real Food is another great one. So I've got a couple more. I've got time for any other live callers. If you want to call in at 347-677-1963, thank you to both my live callers today that called in with your commitment as great parents. You're doing a great job. And you're just start, you're fine tuning. These are fine tuning type questions. So look at how great you're doing with your children. It's really impressive. This is um, from a teacher. She said, I'm a ninth grade math teacher and I have a bright student who is so intent on exerting her authority in the classroom that she behaves in a very immature manner. What are practical ways I can give her respect and attention in 45 minutes I see her every day? She is 14 years old. Teacher is a type four. So is this, you know, child type four as well? Um, definitely make it a private conversation. I'd start to, it's always good to ask what children, what do you want? Um, I noticed that you have this tendency or this is very important to you. Can you tell me more about that? Inquire, learn from them. What's their motivation? Why is she, is she a type four that doesn't get to exhibit enough of her own authority in her life? And so she's doing overs and so comes across as an extreme. Uh, would her parents benefit from, are they the type of parent that would be grateful if you shared a copy of the child whisper with them, that you can do it in a way that's really supportive. I don't know what's your 45 minute um, interaction with her, but there's a lot of answers to this. And it's about, again, like I just said, knowledge is power, education. You having more knowledge of her, what's driving this can be more sensitive then to how to support her. And she'll really leaps and bounds, build trust with you because you're interested in her. And my next question, I, how do I help my type 2 14-year-old daughter? Her father and I are going through a divorce. I am concerned that she is developing an eating disorder and shutting down in other ways also. She reverts to her secondary type 3 more often. What ways can I help her clear her issues regarding the divorce and stop her negative eating habits? Um, this was... Yeah, emotions, getting, being able, when you're going through divorce, you're pretty, you're quite often um, distracted, reasonably speaking, with the issues. It's like the parents' issues now rule the family system. Children are a backseat in their needs. 
has this is the this is the presenting issue, and they're very aware of it. And so, how much attention are you giving to her on a consistent basis to let her feel her feelings, support her and feel her feelings, the fear she probably has right now, the confusion, the sadness, the mats, and not just type twos, but uh, type twos especially find comfort because they're very the textures, the quality of the food, the the warmth gives an emotional kind of a, a a false sense of being supported emotionally because of those sensory experiences with food. Because feelings are the basis of our emotional experience here, and so you get a certain uh, substitute quality, and so food becomes this nurturing aspect. I'm nurturing myself with food because I need this sensory support. I need, I'm not getting support from my feelings. I don't even know what I'm feeling. I'm so like, like, this is so foreign, you know, no child ever wants or would hope that their parents get a divorce unless they've seen them fight for decades (laughs) and they're more mature and older, but no 14 year old is going, Oh good. I'm glad they're, um, you know, waking up to what they need to do in their life. It's, it's trauma. Your child is experiencing trauma. And in order to get through that trauma, she's turning to food. So maybe she needs some counseling support. What's available in this, uh, the world of divorce, support these kids and having a safe place to talk about how they're feeling and the hurt and the sadness they have in their experience with that. So check that out. You'll be glad you did. And my last question for the day, my type one 22-month-old son saw someone wearing a mask and now he's experiencing a lot of fear. It wasn't graphic. It was Dobby the Elf from Harry Potter, but it really disturbed him. Now he's very hard, has a very hard time going down at bedtime and nap time and he wakes up screaming at night. I'm worried about his sleep, but mostly I don't know how to help him with uh, the fear. And mom is a type one. Consider the possibility as you're, we, we, can, can, we can become aware of something and then focus on it as the issue that it actually feeds it to be a more of an issue. This is why this happened. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting you aren't correct on that, but are you so focused on it being an issue that rather than slow your energy and focus on the resolution? I'm so grateful. My son's sleeping through the night. He's really calm now. He's moving past. I, spinal flushes are a really beneficial thing to uh, calm the energy system and the immune system, the fight and flight. The, um, I have on my website, there's a morning routine I do. I think I'd empower you as the mom to give you confidence that I'm creating what I want with my son and he is responding favorably. But uh, Final Flesh is a really great one where you're just swiping down the back of his. I have. I can't direct you exactly to the video that's in, but I have taught it in videos on my website at, and even another podcast. So you can probably even good Carol Tuttle's final flash flesh. I'd Google that. So focus on the resolution and the answers and those will manifest in see yourself in the future going. I remember when that was an issue. I remember when we were having that problem. It's no longer our experience. You're always going to have things like this to move through with kids. It's just a given. And so train yourself that I focus on getting answers. I focus on resolution. I focus on this being moving through this. And we will. And this will shift. 
So thanks for tuning in today. I've got a Type Talk with Carol this Wednesday on April 5th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time as part of your lifestyle membership. Join Lifestyle. It's a great asset to your life to support you in understanding, especially your secondary energy and how to create personal style in your life. A lot of people will start with Lifestyle right now. It's only $13 a month. A lot of great other benefits like free shipping and the Style Finder and content exclusive to our Lifestyle members. So go to carolpuddle.com. You'll see information on my Lifestyle membership. Really encourage you to be a part of my Lifestyle. Someone asked me today, if you haven't bought the Dressing Your Truth course yet, would you start, which one, is it okay to start the Lifestyle? Because it is a, a, a smaller amount of money to invest in with 13 a month, where we often put the Dressing Your Truth course on sale for $99. It's uh, normally 149 and, you know, it's sixes in my world. Uh, you don't get your style guide when you start with lifestyle. It's a really valuable tool you'll want. But, you know, if that's what you are in a position to exchange your, the energy and money with right now, and that is a, keeps you in a place of balance, then go for it. There's no one is best. But whatever feels correct to you. And make sure you sign up for my newsletter by subscribing to my um, free course at carolpuddle.com. You'll see a place you can give your name and email and opt in and you'll be getting my Carol Today weekly newsletter to stay current on all the wonderful things that are happening. And my website is where all the great things, all the great content is. Go to carolpuddle.com and you're going to find all kinds of great support there. Thanks for tuning in today. You can subscribe to this podcast at itunes.com slash carolpuddle. You can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Carol Tuttle. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for being such remarkable parents. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.